Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor. Dennis Dick is here, but he's not actually here. But I promise he is here. He's just not at oh there he is welcome back dennis anyway on today's show our guest is joel kalina he is a uh, head of technology and media trading at wedbush securities he would join us at 8 35 but it is a monday which means we have more vaccine news that will be the lead story throughout the day today astrazeneca from this morning regeneron from over the weekend so we'll talk about that and the rotation that's causing this morning we've had some tight trading action the last couple of weeks. Joel, why don't you walk us through that? How are we doing here in the overnight trading session as I unmute your mic here? Good morning, Spencer. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we close on Friday, got right near the low for the week, but things turned around on a dime, uh, opened up right in the 3540 handle, pre-market high 3580. Pair of highs just above that at 82 and a half, 82.75. Currently up 20.75 handles. Crude working its way to the top of the trading range, up 60 cents at 43.02. Uh, gold in the red again today, down six bucks at 1866.40. Also, silver in the red by 29 cents at 24.095. And Bitcoin, this is called up five bucks uh, at eight. 18,690 uh let's bring in triple d here and i uh, will we'll start out we'll start out with some trivia right away oh my not a monday morning joel yes. you know i suck at trivia you're trying to ruin my monday it's very easy oh it's very easy. easy for me in trivia i'm like the anti-jeopardy player i get like one jeopardy question right a, a year so this is not for me okay anyways give it to me Okay, so I was looking and uh, I was thinking, you know, it's just another vaccine Monday. Mm-hmm. Who sings it's just another manic Monday? You know the song? Come on. Cindy Lauper. Nope. It's not. Spencer. Just another manic Monday. I should know that. Sorry, no. I thought it was Cindy Lauper. The Bangles. It's the Bangles, eh? Sounds yep. like Cindy Lauper. I was close. Yep. Yep. It's so the Bangles. Yeah. Look at the chat. Black the Bangles, they're all over it. We got a lot of 80s yes. fans here. You know what? I'm an 80s fan, too. I'm surprised I got that one wrong. That was actually, I think it was just too early in the morning. I should have yes. thought of the Bangles. My, my brain cells aren't firing on all cylinders here yet. It's too early. So they, they're picking up. The chat's picking up right where they were on Friday here. Being uh, Chat's hot. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot. For, so look at that. They're still going here. Once again, I hope no one is driving and on a mobile device because that is not good. But uh, we close on Friday. Dennis, did you get nicked on anything? That was kind of uh, – was it too orderly for you to do good? Uh, I got a couple of gap downs. Uh, MasterCard I bought on the close, and they and they were good. Um, anything you got was good. MasterCard, you can see, really ran down the last five minutes on the selling and balance. I had the LOC out there, limit on close, so filled in the closing print. 323 buy. I flipped it out after hours, though. I think around 324, so um, I was able to flip it out fast. Um, you want to talk about that order type for a second here, Dennis? Because uh, you So know, the we... way to participate is if you're going opposite side. So, it, okay, so limit on close order, LOC, MOC. They're cut from the same cloth. The LOC dictates your price. The MOC is market on close saying, fill me no matter what. An MOC is always filled as long as it's in before the cutoff time. Cutoff times is, for MOCs yep. on NYSC 
are 350 unless you're going against the imbalance and then you can send them um i don't remember i think it's like maybe it, it gets towards the end you can almost go almost towards the end if you're going against the imbalance what that means is if there's a huge sell imbalance the, the nyc is advertising saying look we got a huge seller on the close we need some help provide some liquidity I'm a liquidity provider. I will provide liquidity, hoping to get paid because if the stock gaps down because it's a big seller, I'm getting filled in the closing print and hoping it comes up a little bit from there, which is exactly what it did on Friday after the close. So I send LOCs typically, especially on the third Friday of the month. I'll send, um, I'll have an algorithm that will send out a bunch of them and try to, you know, participate in some of these closing prints. If they're weak, it'll buy. If they're, if they're strong, it'll sell. And typically what happens if I get filled in a bunch of longs, I'll hedge it out against the spy. And then I'm hoping the alpha, I'm trying to extract is from the seller who was just maybe selling too low relative to where the S&Ps were trading. But the S&Ps sold off on Friday too, remember? Although yep. I don't think they sold off as hard as MasterCard sold off. So that was one of the only ones I got. But there's a lot of stocks that are pretty weak. So starting with you, order types Monday morning here. It's a pretty difficult conversation to start if you just- That's okay. In. But That's okay. I mean, these are tools that are available to you. I don't know if Robinhood has those tools available. Interactive Brokers definitely does. A lot of your retail brokers ask them. Limit on close orders. Do you have those? Can and I what time does it have close? to be in at? What time? NYC's got to be in by 3.50. Uh, but, but, so 10 minutes before the close, unless you're offsetting the imbalance, then you can send it farther. So. All right, it, one, it, more, it, one more question or one more comment here. Um, at Bright, we were, we did a lot of New York stocks. And mm-hmm. um, and that was because of the designated market maker. Things have changed. Are you are you still are you split now between New York or in in Nasdaq? I trade it all. I trade, trade it all. Yeah, it's just a different. It, they trade a little bit different. I mean, you know, Nasdaq. Your imbalances, you can put them in. I th- uh, a, a lot later. And in the morning, it's it's set up different too. Like I like I've already said. You know, if you're looking at imbalances in the morning, you don't get your Nasdaq imbalances till nine twenty eight. You get your New York Stock Exchange imbalances already. Like I can look right now this morning and see Pfizer, which has a buy imbalance every single day, 326,000 to buy in Pfizer here this morning. So that's saying at the open right now, there's more buyers than sellers. Taiwan Semiconductor, 99,000 to buy. So you can see, you can already see that information. NASDAQ field is just blank for those stocks. It's zero because NASDAQ doesn't publish it till 928. And the NASDAQ closes the auction at 928 in the morning where NYSE does not. So they, they just trade slightly different. The exchanges handle the orders just a little bit differently. But there's still edges in, in both. I mean, this is why at 9.28 in the morning, you'll see violent moves on NASDAQ stocks because we have an opening indication price and we have opening imbalances coming out. So all of a sudden, you'll see you know, Microsoft tank 50 cents. Well, what just happened? Well, it probably came out you know, with an opening indication price much lower than it was trading pre-market and probably had a significant sell imbalance knocking it down. So you know, this is all stuff that edges... You know, that we try to use at Bright Trading. We try to, you know, obviously you can use these other retail brokers as well if you're familiar with it. But I mean, this is, you know, information where a lot of people aren't paying attention to. So there's an edge in this information. All right. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Israel and uh, so same same Monday scenario here. I just, Third just, Monday not, one, just before row. we do it, I just, sure. just one more question. Somebody just to close the subject, you know, people are asking, where do you get this information? I mean, a lot of your platforms. If you're if you're if you're trading for on a free platform, you might not get this information. You get what you pay for. So I don't know if Robinhood has it. I've never even seen the Robinhood platform. So I I, I highly doubt it, though. I mean, it's free. It's maybe true. they That's do. A lot. Yeah, maybe I, they I, do. If you're a Robinhood trader and you have opening and closing imbalances, let me know. I know a lot of retail platforms do not carry it, though. I know Interactive Brokers does. That's one retail platform that does carry that information. You can subscribe to it through different services, through the NYSE, through the NASDAQ. It's expensive. Um, and, you know, the imbalance, carrying that imbalance feed is very expensive for the broker-dealers, too. And that's why a lot of your retail brokers probably can't afford to pay for that information. But, I mean, that's where you get what you pay for, right? Like, I'm paying a lot of money every month for quotes for everything else. So, you know, I, I'm dropping, you know, two to $3,000 worth of, you know, money into information, news services, quotes. You know, I cut a check to the NYSE. I cut a check to the NASDAQ. <laughs> I, I cut a check for all these things. But that's what gives me an advantage over somebody else. What so, determines I mean, you, it's what? A, it's a level playing field. If you want that information, you got to go to a broker that carries it. All right, we're still going. What determines what exchange you need to put opening orders in on? If a stock is listed on NASDAQ, can I do an opening 
Well, you can't do it. If you put it on the wrong exchange, <laughs> you're not going to get it. No, you know what happens? You get a real bad fill sometimes. So you really? got to really be careful with that. Sometimes those brokers will take that order. And if there's nothing there, let's say you put an order on a, a NASDAQ stock to open, you know, on uh, an NYSE, I think they'll just kick it back, but they're eventually going to do them too. But if there's less liquidity there, you might actually buy at a really bad price. So you got to be careful with that. You got to make sure you send on the right exchange. IB is nice and interactive brokers. And I do have an interactive brokers account as well. It will do it for you. Just put opening or, or they're opening. Uh, I forget what they call it there. Um, limit close or whatever they call it. Um, and it'll figure that part out for you. But uh, on my prop account, I, I could physically put it on the wrong account, like the wrong exchange. And, and it would it. actually not kick it back. The order would go in and I might actually get filled on a really bad. Like if you put a NASDAQ opening price on a New York stock, it'll it, there'll be an opening cross on the nasdaq which isn't going to be pretty so you can actually get filled <laughs> at a really bad price you gotta be careful with that it's a good question you gotta be really careful with that yeah that was edge seeking know us. what exchange your stock trades on i and mean finally, it used to be simple years ago it was three symbols with nyse four symbols with nasdaq they don't do that anymore so man, i mean I, your my platform tells me as soon as i bring up the stock my montage it's got in the corner what exchange it's trading on so I know, like what the primary exchange, I mean, they trade on all 12 exchanges, but what's the primary exchange? What's the listing exchange? That's what you need to know. You know what? If you don't know, you can always Google it too. You could just go like quickly type in Google, go like Microsoft list, listing exchange. And I bet you it'll tell you Microsoft listing. We know it's NASDAQ, but let's see what Google kicks back on this Microsoft listing exchange. And yeah, you can see right at the top on the Google thing, NASDAQ, NSDAQ, listing exchange, Microsoft. So it'll tell you. So you can quickly just do a Google search and it'll probably get most of them too. I got a little triple D-itis this morning. I keep going on tangents here. But uh, just tangents from the good. chat, one, one, because we mention Robinhood all the time. Could you mm. put in the chat if one, if you're on the Robinhood platform and two, if you're on Weeble? Because I'm, I'm just- uh, Or just two if you're on, just if, yeah, one if you're on Robinhood, because I think we got some Robinhood traders and two- I don't know how many Weeball traders. Yeah, you can put two if you uh, want. There probably do not. Yeah, I, I, there are a few other and three if you're on something else. In so that, one for one for what, what are we doing? One for Robinhood, two for Weeball, three for something else. Yeah, and, and we're talking about like a free trading platform. We're not talking about like the the conventional. Wow. I'm, okay, so we got there, there, there's some threes, there's some ones, there's some twos. It's very mixed. I mean, if you're new to trading, these three platforms are excellent because you can learn for free. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, you can get down and dirty and buy and sell stocks for free. So those are good. Once you get more advanced, once you get further in and you're, you're becoming like a professional, like you're becoming a, a active day trader where you're trading actively, you're making five, 10, 20, 30, 50 trades. Even if you're making five, 10 trades a day, you might want to look into something else. You know, you might want to pay for a service, you know, like, and, and some of them are bad. I mean, interactive brokers, like I said, and I talk interactive brokers up all the time because I think it's a fantastic, I own the stock too, but I think it's a fantastic platform. It's a little more advanced. It's not as simple to use. So you got to know there's all, all the tools are there though, which I think is unbelievable that, you know, IB can have all the tools that most of the prop firms have. So it's there, the IB professional, not the IB retail. So you got to go to IB pro and then you got to pay a, a little bit. I, you know, there's, it's not as free. It, the commissions are there if you're on IB pro. I doubt on the IB light. I don't know if they have all those toys, but they give you at least an option. It's nice. You know, maybe they should come out with Robin Hood, you know, a light version. And then one, if you want to pay commissions, you got to, you know, you get a little bit more information. I mean, maybe that's not Robin a bad Hood idea for pro. Robin Hood to do too. Robin Fire Hood pro. Talk. Fire because talk. What, I, what interactive brokers does is IB light which is their free trading platform and IB pro, which is there, you still pay commissions, but you're getting a, a lot more information. You're getting a lot more stuff. And then if you're designated like a pro, I'm not even eligible for IB like, cause I have a license. So I cannot, I cannot physically, if I apply to our interactive brokers, they will automatically put me in pro cause they want to charge me for that because I have a trading license. <laughs> so it's, you know, they want their fees. Remember Joel, you went through this oh, they were trying yeah, to designate yeah, you pro yeah, yeah, and they were yeah. trying to move you. Um, what was it with, with, uh, why we not, why we move on, but anyways, let's so. move on from this though. No, uh, no, great information. And we got man, that chat. It's hard to look at it when there's that many messages going, uh, but okay. Take two Spencer, give us some I'm vaccine here. news. I'm here. Yep. So it started over the weekend. We got the Regeneron news at the Regeneron, uh, cocktail, uh, got the emergency use authorization from the FDA. Not a surprise there. And then, as I mentioned, it's a Monday. 
which means we have to get another vaccine headline. And that's what we got this morning. The Oxford AstraZeneca trial, they reported some results from their, their phase three. Uh, varying results based on dosing schedules. Takeaway is that the average efficacy is around 70%. Some, uh, some uh, tests went as high as 90% efficacy, somewhere as low as 62. But the bottom line is this will likely get approved anyway. There is an advantage too that this vaccine, unlike the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, do, does not have to be uh, kept in cold storage. Uh, therefore, it's easier to distribute. Uh, so I'm not, I don't think anyone is too held up on the efficacy rate right now. These are all going to market eventually. I mean, it's somewhat, you know, obviously this is good news, but, you know, it's unbelievable. You look, this is the third week in a row. It's like Groundhog Day here. So if you bring up the spy, obviously two weeks ago today, we had the good vaccine news from Pfizer. And the market gapped up, the reopening gap, stocks gapped up significantly, Zoom and Peloton gapping down. Then they kind of, you know, leaked all week and they never reclaimed those gains. And then last Monday, we had the positive news from Moderna and we gapped up on the reopening stocks again. And obviously, I, like I said, I sold into that gap a lot of my reopening plays because I had anticipated we were going to get more va- good vaccine news. And, and we knew the Moderna trial was coming and it did. So I booked a lot, but I kept a little bit. Now, and then we leaked the reopening stocks leaked all week. And now it's the same thing again. We gap up on Monday morning vaccine news on the reopening stocks. I mean, I don't know. Can it play out the same way that they're going to leak all week? I don't know. I think eventually, though, these reopening stocks are actually going to catch a sustainable bid. And that's why I've been on board with, you know, starting to like get the barbell approach and start getting a few of these stocks in your portfolio. uh, Because I think reopening is coming. And that's why I've been dead set against it. And I said it and I'll say it again. Um, you know, a stock like Zoom and Peloton had an okay Zoom gap down on the Monday and, and ran up all week. Then it gapped down on the Monday and ran up all week. Now it's gapping down again because it's moving opposite to the vaccine news. I just think we're coming where we're, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. And I just think Zoom is so much crowded money there. I still think that, you know, trading whatever 50, 60 times sales, I don't think it's going to be like as used a year from now as it is today. I think there's still going to be a lot of people using and, and, and obviously using Zoom, and I'm going to continue to Zoom, and we're going to continue to use Zoom, but I think there's going to be some business as usual. So I think it takes a hit. So I still think you're in the environment where Zoom is as good as it gets. I don't think it's like going to get like this better for Zoom or and for Peloton, same story. So I think as we start to reopen stuff, I tend to think that these stocks could continue to give back some of these ridiculous valuations they're trading at. So... I, I don't know. I don't know going forward because um, we can't predict what the next headline is going to be. And like I said, if somebody dies in one of these trials or something, that would be a serious concern. But I think if you don't have any reopening stocks in your portfolio, I, I'm not buying the day they're gapping up. But, you know, if you get a leak Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like we did last week, I think you start nibbling. I think it's time to start nibbling and not be all tech. That's what I'm basically getting down to. I don't want to be all tech anymore. What about this uh, Regeneron? I haven't looked at this chart in a while. Uh, topped out uh, back in July, and it's had nothing but good news. But this has gone nothing but down. We've lost Gilead 100... Part Two. I yeah, mean, Regeneron is not Gilead, so it's a better company because you know how much I hate Gilead. But I mean, all of these vaccine plays slash this is obviously a therapy play have you know had the good news kind of priced in, and every time they get a pop on more good they news, it's just more sellers. This, this has been the story. You know, Pfizer, we talked about it the day on the Monday when it gapped up. And then it gave you the second chance the next day. I mean, that was a huge selling opportunity. It gave it all back. Gilead's been the same story. It was, it was the one that first started this trend. Every time we get something positive, it would disappear, it would gap up, and then it would give it back. So, I mean, you look at all the vaccine plays. AstraZeneca, you know, is another one. It hasn't performed well. That's in the red today. Yeah, because you got other companies that are, you know, and then you got obviously Moderna, which is, you know, it's trying to hold on. And Moderna's, you know, this is more important to them than it is to Pfizer and it is to some of these other ones. And it's a smaller company. So it's understandable to a certain extent. But then Novavax, too. Novavax probably going to come out with some good news at one point in time. It's probably going to pop on the good news because all these vaccine plays seem to be working. So probably comes out. I don't know. Do we have a timeline for when Novavax is going to report their trial results, Spencer? No, I actually have not heard anything about that. Let me look into that real fast. I mean, it's sitting down here, and maybe it gets a nice 10, 15, 20-point pop. Maybe it's a play to buy it here when it's a sleepy and not doing anything. But 
I think long term, I think a lot of the good news has already been priced into these. I don't think Novavax going back to 180. I don't think uh, it may never do it. Again, everybody's calling me out, even Jeremy Newsom, when I said Zoom will never make a new all-time high again. I should never say never, but it's I'm a very, lot of time. I, my point, yeah, like he's like wants to make a bet with me. Well, I bet you eventually makes a new all-time high. Well, I'm like, well, I can't make that bet because I can never win it because all time will never end. So the only way is you only win on a bet like that. There's no way to say, you know, <laughs> I can't make a binary bet on stock will never make a new all-time high. What's the timeline for it? It has to be a timeline because all time, We'll all be dead. Zoom could still be going. So, uh, just special preview. Jeremy's coming on the show tomorrow. Sorry, Spencer. So we can okay. talk about Zoom and we'll get his. I think that Jeremy's still bullish Zoom, so that's good to have different opinions. That's Janet, why we have market. You, to answer your Novavax question, they said a month ago that uh, sometime in Q1. So we're we're not there yet. I know okay. so it may announce early. You never know. Um, everybody's there. You know, they, these smaller companies are really excited. And if they get some positive results, they'll probably announce it. Are so they I, I wouldn't want to be short Novavax because now at 86, right. I hated at 140 and everybody gave me heat. It's 86 now. Now it's at a point where I probably don't want to be short it. Um, but, you know, I don't think I'm necessarily, you know, timing it's going to be everything. And I don't know if I necessarily just want to be long it either. I think I'm kind of neutral to it here. So if I had my paper trade, I was selling up at 140 when I was bearish and I would be covering it here today probably. And, you know, and I think long term it does eventually go lower, but I think there's a potential that this could have some spike eventually from positive vaccine data. And it'll have a significant spike if it gets positive data. Smaller company. J&J is working on something too as well. But again, J&J, that's meaningless for them. It's like Pfizer. So and, you know, J&J does so much stuff. I mean, it's worth a buck or two. And if it pops a buck or two, it's probably a fade. So, you know, it's more to Moderna. It's more to Novavax because they're like the one trick ponies where, and if the trick works out, that's, you know, you got all your eggs in one basket. It's going to, stock's going to go up a lot more than Johnson Johnson, which is doing a bazillion things. Okay, Spencer, we're not going to interrupt you this time. Well, no, that's fine. I had nothing really. <laughs> no, the are they charging for these vaccines? I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, they're like they're giving them away. I mean, is it just for brand? I mean, have we have we got to the bottom of that? I mean, I've I've heard that a lot of the vaccines, or maybe I didn't hear. I mean, is it going to be? I, that? I, I think I think some people are going to end up paying, and some people aren't. I I, I don't think we know yet. I don't think they know yet. Are you going to take it right away, Joel, when it's available? Are you going to just go out there and right away, like, you know, like Josh Brown says, can take it and then go to the movies and say, ha ha, suckers? Uh, well, since I signed up for a trial that I got rejected. Yeah, so you probably are. I rejected. Yeah. <laughs> Joel's going to go in on the trial. <laughs> he is guinea pig in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, no. What about you, Spencer? Are you going to wait a little bit? Tell Joel. <laughs> we'll wait and see what happens to Joel. <laughs> no, I'm waiting I... to see what happens to Joel. I, I bet what they'll do. I, I bet what they'll do is they'll come out at like a few weeks, a few weeks into it, and they'll say, "Hey, X amount of people will have taken it. X percentage of the population has has received it and taken it." Yeah. And I just want to see what what those initial numbers are. And I'm not going to be the first one in line. I might be like the thousandth person person in line, but I'm not going to be the first one. <laughs> you know Spencer, what I mean? Spencer, I thought you, you were going to get the Sputnik. I thought yeah, you were going to get. Oh, are you taking it? Mitch, I had a Sputnik right this away? weekend. Mitch, Mitch is going to get Sputnik. <laughs> Sign me up for the Sputnik. Sputnik. Okay. Tr- another poll in the, in, in the chat. One, are you taking the vaccine as oh, soon no, as it's available? Two, are you waiting for Joel? <laughs> so basically, one, are you taking it right away as soon as it's available to you? Two, are you going to wait? Just wait. I, I, I'll wait a little bit. I think like, I'm I'll, almost a two. I'll take it, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll wait. I'm not going to be the first one there, like I said. All right. Um, well, they, but the thing is, do you have to leave your house? There's a lot to of get twos the, there, man. To, to get the vaccine. A lot Will of they twos. come to your house? Maybe I can get Lisa to bring one home from the office or something because that's important. <laughs> a lot right. of twos. I know. All right. Eight twenty-four. We're going we're gonna to have Joel Kalina on from White Bush Securities in about ten minutes. Where should we go here? Uh, let's go to you know the movers of the morning, which is. I mean, a lot of the same stocks we've been talking about at nauseum here. Uh, Blink is up 13% again this morning. Switchback Energy, SBE, is up AYRO. These are all EV names, and they're all up again. This so. EV trade just doesn't even go. Like You get the reopening, and EV still goes. EV just goes up on reopening. It's the only sector that goes up on reopening days and up on uh, <laughs> lockdown right. days. EV just goes up. Man, these stocks. Neo's back up there, man. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like I know, you know, we were poo-pooing it, and you know, it does seem insane that it's worth more than General Motors. But 
I mean, the trend is your friend here. I don't want to be shortening. I'll tell you that much. This thing's like shrugged off the earnings. It had a little lull afterwards. And, you know, now it's catching. A, it looks like it's ready to go again. I mean, it's seriously, Neo looks like it's ready to go again. Let's see what it does at the all time high 54.20. That's going to be your next test, but takes that out. I mean, the golden rule, don't be short stocks, make a new all time highs. Uh, first, you got to deal with your opening right into Friday's high. So keep an eye on that first before you worry about the all-time high. 50-59, uh, that was your high from Friday. Uh, your all-time high, as Dennis mentioned, that was up at 54-20. Another number I like to keep an eye on is the all-time closing high. That was made Friday at 49-26. That's where the big boys are marked. And uh, I talked about this uh, quite a bit after it got uh, Andrew lefted. And Citron, whatever you want to use, whatever vernacular. And it put in a double bottom. The day that he came out uh, with his report was here. And then the next day, they got it to 41.10, I believe. So until you take that level out, uh, Bull's firmly, firmly in control of NIL. Fubo, uh, they're saying in the chat here, Mitch, your Fubo is still going. I am still long a piece. I've more than doubled my money. Thank you, Mitch. Nice. I think it was in a month. So, I mean, it's nice to double your money in a month. I definitely have had some great picks from Mitch. And when this coronavirus goes away, I'm taking you out for a steak dinner, Mitch, just because you're giving <laughs> me some really good picks. Um, you owe me what, one, What are your you thoughts Dennis? here? You already owe what? him one. From, uh, <laughs> oh, I know I owe him a lunch. You got lucky. At it. Well, you're going to get upgraded to a steak dinner. I was actually factoring that out to Joel. So Joel is supposed to owe you the lunch because you both are in the U.S. I can't even go. I could send you an Uber Eats. You could fly here. I'm literally Whoa. taking you out for a steak dinner. He's giving us some great picks there. So I hope some other one, people made money off Mitch too. One thing I'd mention, you know, FUBU already rocketing off. Another one that I'd mentioned, CRSR. But I want to take going, a step man. back here yeah, uh, and mention a stock that Spencer actually had at one point. I think that's getting ready to get, oh. get ready for liftoff again. And that's Hillion. You know what? I was H-Y-L-N. Watch yep. that chart. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it today. If I could see big volume go through that $28 level, that will really get me excited. That's the Nikola chart. That I The reason I bought Nikola, I was looking for EV plays that haven't gone. And I'm long Nikola. I'm still long Nikola with a target of 30 on it. But, you know, I may up that target if it starts to, it's starting to consolidate here. Um, I like the Helion chart here, too. So I know it's up a buck and a half this morning. Maybe it gives you a shot. Um, is it concerning that it's a laggard, Mitch? I mean, sometimes you think, oh, why hasn't it gone yet? But I mean, I like the chart too. It looks sleepy. What do you, what what are your thoughts just on the on the other side that you could say, oh well, it hasn't gone. All these other plays have gone. Why hasn't yeah. it gone? I, I can take a look at a, a lot of them. What happened was before merger, um, there was no evaluation. So once the merger goes through, I think what ends up happening is you get kind of this topping effect because of course now valuations come into play and then yeah. you know it, revenue actually matters it's no longer just the board and then they try to find a level where investors can really get underneath and create that underneath supplies i think that level was around that 22 dollar price point so i think if that holds now you're definitely going to have some supply and some investors underneath you and that's what i always look for look at the monthly here i mean if you were so inclined to look at this thing just on a monthly basis i wonder if i put this in before look at that all these monthly lows lining up that's a sign of the big boys coming to play a monthly low 1784 monthly low 1871 monthly low at 1809 and a monthly low at 1821 that that's where the big boys were playing so support yep support is support until it's taken out um, I, I think it's sleepy too. I think it could get a little bit of a, I don't know what the short interest is here, but this could, this could go. So I'm not in it. No position. i kind of want to be in it. All right. So we did the EVs. We did Fubo. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, Mitch, just before we let you know, obviously you're always in the background anyway, so we don't ever have to let you go, but is there anything else on your radar? Well, um, I'll definitely kind of be watching some of the Chinese stocks. I know Spencer mentioned to watch those. But if you look at some of the SPACs, there's one that's going off crazy, uh, GMHI. This is one we actually mentioned on Holy the SPACs cow. attack show. Oh, um, man. Wait, I, I owned this one, I think. There you go, <laughs> what Spencer. Is this one? I don't know what this in, is. What is no, 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 oh. no. I didn't make money on this. <laughs> How did you not make money on this? Wait, I, I don't I'm, – I'm checking if this is the one. It, it may not be – there's so many uh Gors, is? is this uh is this tom Gors? 
What Wars I should say is watch the SPACs attack if you want this information. It starts today <laughs> at 11. What time is SPAC Check it attack? out, guys. Check it out. 11 Eastern. We go over through all these stocks. We have a great watch list. I think the whole watch list is green today. Just to give you an idea, guys. There's Holy, like 15 this, stocks this so on here. Hot. And they're all green. Every single one. So uh, I can tell you guys, join the SPACs attack. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, GMHI. That was the one that's mer- that's merging with with the Peter T- the other Peter Thiel company, right? Uh, the and Peter Thiel backed company, uh, Luminar. Yeah, I I traded this one in. in what does Luminar do? It, well, it's does it uh, matter? It's Is AI. It no, it's like AI. Oh, that's good too. That's another I'll take, uh, one more <laughs> AI to... EV. If you got two letters and it means something, <laughs> pretty cool. AI EV. Those things go. DB, Deutsche Bank. Ready, guys. Oh, got the Christmas tree ready. I definitely want to give a shout out before I, love I get out Christmas of here. Tree. To happy holidays to everybody. I know we've had a rough year, so I definitely want everyone to have the best holiday they can have. And I thought that could be like a Christmas card right there. Just Mitch right there, you know, saying with the Christmas tree in the background. Man, that's your Christmas card right there, Mitch. Looking <laughs> good, buddy. I thought that was a Hanukkah bush. It could be. I'll put some candles on it for you, Joel. There you go. (laughs) Joel wants some candles on the. All right, just uh, real quick here, the S and P's. We hit thirty five eighty. Thursday's close, and then Thursday's Friday's highs thirty five eighty two and a half, thirty five eighty two seventy five. So, right there. I mean that that's a level. That's a really big area this morning. Now I'm going to be keeping an eye on if we can't. Press through there, get into the 3590 handle. I'm looking for just a repeat of uh, the last two Mondays here. I, I don't see why you, you know, in the market, I think you don't try to buck the trend. And we've discovered a very good trend here the gap up Monday on the reopening plays and the leak all week. And the gap up Monday and the, the leak, leak all week. All week. The gap up Monday. I'm not buying on the gap up Monday because it's. I don't know if the leak all week is coming. I said eventually that might change. But I'm not buying on the gap up Monday because that's what's happened the last two Mondays. You've been burned. Okay. And also, you weekly options traders here, don't pay up too much premium because you have a shortened week. Uh, we have uh, the markets are obviously closed on Thursday, yeah, uh, Friday. Are we, Dennis? You're working. You're doing the show solo Thursday, right? <laughs> right? Because you don't no, have. I a had holiday. to work Canadian Thanksgiving, so I get the American Thanksgiving off. I like to watch football as well, Joel. Uh, maybe the Lions will score uh, this. Uh, they didn't score on <laughs> Sunday, but we won't uh, talk about that. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. We Michigan got our guest won, coming. You should on be and- happy because Michigan actually won. Oh, don't remind me. I had to stay up. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay up so much past my bedtime. I was unbelievable. He's still grumpy. He wins and he's still grumpy. Triple he's like, overtime. it was only Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh, my gosh. Piscataway, New Jersey. Oh, man. Anyways, Spencer, rein us in here. What is with the New Jersey hate this morning? All right. Uh, I'm Spencer. PSA, I'm writing down a bunch of tickers in the chat. We'll get to those. Actually, let's do let's do one or two now. Yeah, do uh, I do early mention- ticker time. I want to mention real fast, uh, speaking of upcoming Catalyst stocks that Mitch was watching, uh, I'm watching PayPal and Etsy uh, this morning. Uh, both of those companies have investor presentations today. Today's the 23rd, oh. right? So investor presentations today, PayPal and Etsy, I have those on my radar. Uh, let's let's do one from the chat that I wrote down uh, earlier in, in the show, Peloton. Um, I'm not looking at the chart, I don't, but it's... it's uh, Stay Big family home. discussion. She she doesn't want to. She dump won't it. let you sell. No, no, no. Got the bike. No. You got to hold the stock because she's thinking that you know how how quickly are people going to be going back to the gym? Right. Oh, it's not happening quickly. But the market yeah. price. Did you tell the market usually prices six yeah, months? Yeah, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, believe in that. She doesn't care. You know what? We I, I don't know if I believe in that either. Half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she got a point. I I think that's still unproven that theory that the market price is six months out. I mean. The companies are fine. Zoom and Peloton still firing on all cylinders. I just think there's a lot of good news priced in there. That's why I wouldn't want to own them. But you know what? I had, I had Peloton. I've had Zoom a couple times too, and it's just got you know the valuation thing got nuts for me. But again, you shouldn't worry about valuation if the story is still intact. So if you believe the story is still intact, the stocks can definitely go higher. Jeremy Newsom, if you're listening, that would be you know an argument for Zoom. The story is still intact. I'm just worrying that if we all reopen, that the story will come on. 
not intact or cool off a couple good couple good workouts on it this weekend and i've been what do you do on it so what you just bike in you're watching somebody yelling at you say go joel go go faster (laughs) faster i don't know i've never been on a i've never seen one other than on tv there's uh there's a lot of different instructors right and so you can choose your instructor um, also, you know, the timing of it, you can join a live class so you can compete with people, right? So you can move up and down the leaderboard. So if I get a Peloton, you could compete against me. You could see, I have not done it. that yet, but I, yeah, we you could, can? we, that's yeah. Be pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And so then, maybe I'll uh, order a Peloton now. And they can do, time. you can do music, you know, different music genres. Uh, but what I like to do is like either 30, 40 minute, um, you can do arms too. So, you know, I get, you know, 25 pound dumbbells, you know, and I put it on the back and then on a 30 minute workout, you know, they stop for five minutes and then, you know, you do, you do upper body. So, Holy, uh, this Joel, yeah. he's ripped. If he takes that shirt off, man, look, yeah, out. just why I probably Arnold need a wider screen here, but I've been laying off the pool. I've been laying off the pool, man, because, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just the way Michigan's a little bit worse than the, the rest of the place. So. Been laying off. Oh, the we're, Toronto just shut down last week, though yeah, lockdown. I so I mean, you're starting to see it spread even up here. So I mean, it's it's coming, it's coming. Now there's not as much fear up here, but it's coming. So, anyways, eight thirty-six. Right. We got our guest here, Joel Kalina, head of technology and media trading at Wedbush Securities. Joel, good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. I uh, I do take offense to the New Jersey comments there. You know, I grew up <laughs> 20, 20 minutes from Piscataway. So uh... yeah, me too. Me too, Joel. Me wait, too. Wait, wait, wait a second. What exit? Uh, I'm 8A. I'm 8A on the turn. Wait, wait, what town is that? Uh, East Windsor. My, my sister lives in West Windsor. Lives in West Windsor, right? I love now. Windsor. That's the posher side of the tracks, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the, the... Wait, wait, Joel, you're 8A. I'm 9. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. I'm not wait, lying to you. You guys could have went to the same school. And yeah. I, only, I only made one Jersey crack. Or did I make two? Uh, you, you made one. It's fine. Uh, all right, Joel, what is on your uh, – Joel, what's on your radar this morning? We got you know, another vaccine headline, not as much of a pronounced trade, yep. more of a mutual reaction than the last two weeks. It seems like every every week, every Monday, we get a – it's like a half of the previous week's reaction. This week's is pretty muted, but uh, what's on it, your radar? Yeah, you know, exactly. I remember when the first Pfizer headline hit, hit was at two, two weeks ago, I guess now, or maybe even three um, but clearly that caught a lot of people off guard, right? And the quants and systematic funds had to play catch up pr- pretty quickly and aggressively. You're talking to a lot of guys when that, those initial Pfizer headlines hit. It was the worst P&L days for a lot of these long short funds. People were clearly off sides, not prepared. Mm. Now I think that's been uh, guys have kind of been squared away a lot more uh, as the weeks have progressed. In tech land, what kind of continues to jump out at me is, is semiconductor outperformance. Uh, the stocks is up 30 per- 35% in the second half alone. That compares to the NASDAQ and S&P being up around 17, 20%. And uh, I think that trend continues. Uh, you know, JP Morgan held their big Asian tech conference last week. And some of the big, big themes across, you know, the board were, were continued uh, tight supplies, uh, tight uh, constraints on the supply chain, uh, improving pricing backdrop, and just really no imminent signs of inventory correction. And also most importantly, you know, all, uh, you know, Apple demand across the board seems like it's very strong heading into next year. Uh, so semis to me are still the, the, the group of stocks you want to own overall in tech, in my opinion. I, I'm wondering, Joel, when you see days like that, where there's like a big washout, like that Pfizer day two weeks ago, are there, are there ripple effects like for the next couple of days? Like, I mean, we've been really tight since then. So I'm yeah. just wondering if there are like ripple effects when you see people get washed out like that or caught a lot of people caught on the wrong side. Yeah. I mean, not as much as you would think, you know, obviously you do see the big jump in volumes and it, it you, at least in my seat, you know, kind of, you get a lot of guys also a little bit the deer in the headlights effect. Some of the moves are so aggressive before the market even opens and guys really just try to limit limit the you know the the bleeding and 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 how can they kind of uh, you know straighten out their PL into in day's end. Um, but I think I think the key has been you're really not seeing any sense of panic like we we did get back in you know in March last year. Um, I think people a lot of the especially the long short guys performance year to date has been fantastic for a lot of guys that have struggled over the past several years as well. So which really was the case starting really coming out of the summer. Guys who have that more defensive kind of performance protection mindset, 
And so I think that helped ease and navigate a lot of guys through kind of the, that, that move and some of the aggressive rotation a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a ton of panic guys are really just trying to kind of, you know, halt the bleeding of their PL on days like that. What about, what about China here? I've, we've been, I've been watching China this morning. It's up right. Alibaba, as you know, you noted this morning and you're known it's above its hundred day moving average for the first time in three weeks. Uh, been weak it's turning this morning other names have been hot the ev names obviously uh what, what do you what are your thoughts on china here and chinese tech specifically yeah i mean i think with the uh, you know alibaba they've been hit by two things you had the the regulators cracking down on on ant group ipo which kind of that was a big part of the story and a lot of faster you know short you know near-term money was in alibaba in anticipation of the ant group ipo so that was clearly a disaster uh two three weeks ago but then you had the increased regulations um, on just, you know, on, on more financial fintech kind of related operations with weight on, on tech. So what I've been seeing is money going to names like Tencent, JD, Pin Dewey Dewey is kind of a, a, another e-commerce, e-commerce play for the lower tier cities in China. But again, what Alibaba really jumps out at me, it feels like the stock is being de-risked enough at this point, And a lot of that short-term money is out of the name. If you get a close above that hundred day tonight, uh, I think you want to buy it tomorrow morning and let it ride north, well north of 300 bucks. It's still a great story. They're making a lot of traction on the cloud side of things. And still when it comes to e-commerce, you know, there's there's no one better than Alibaba. What about Joel, what about the Ant Financial IPO? Is this like dead? Is it dead or is there still a chance here? I, I think there's still a chance, but what that actually looks like in terms of valuations, a completely different question. I haven't read anything probably in about, you know, really since early last week about it. Um, and because it's China and, and, you know, the regulators can really do whatever they want. You know, there's still a lot of hesitant for now guys to put numbers on what it could actually look like without getting more concrete information. So playing Alibaba on assumptions of what the Ant IPO may look like is probably a bit premature. But I think overall, the company, like I said, from an e-commerce point of view, logistics, um, uh, they are still, you know, king, king, king of the hill over there. So I think. Hey, what, what happened here, guys? Uh, what happened? Something oh, happened here. You're right. Nope. Yeah, we just fell on the S&P futures. Sorry, we just dropped about 10. Is there news? Is it 830? No, or 842. Yeah, Something did happen. Yep. Joel's right. mean, that that was a serious it. fall there. Yep. But yep. Uh, a little bit of a two. bounce not, here. Yeah. Sorry about that, Joel. Yeah. Uh, just uh, you see let's, that. Let's anyway. take it back to China, though. Um, did, did you follow the Muddy Waters YY report? And what are your thoughts if you did um obviously i don't need you know, specifics but i mean they hammered the stock saying you know yeah. that up to 90 percent of the revenue might be fraudulent i mean yeah, this was a, we, we, we've been down this path before and, they, yeah. and they obviously had some winners in some of their calls as well now a few a few guys that i talked to that are more deeper in the weeds in chinese tech they think that the report's misguided and, and misleading a lot and so they're getting some kind of uh they're not reading well some of the data points they picked up on so I actually had some guys who are holders of the stock were actually, you know, buying, using the weakness as a buying opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like it's, it's, it, time will tell, right? I mean, it, it, you know, we had, you know, you know, I remember who was it, Jim Chanos was back in, uh, in March saying that, you know, all Chinese tech companies are fraud kind of after the luck and disaster. Um, so I think people are kind of now just a little bit more guarded with some of these companies, but again, yeah. unless there's actual, you know, foolproof evidence of fraud, People are a lot less hesitant to kind of just blindly follow some of the, some of these short seller calls, which seem to be increasing a lot more frequently nowadays, um, for whatever reason. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Hindenburg was going after Nikola, and and you know, Citron's been making a little bit of noise of, of late as well. So, you know, guys kind of just took it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I think the bigger pit, pit, uh, problem with a name like YY and some of these other platforms over there, there are signs of deceleration. Uh, of their subscribers and their viewership growth. And that's clearly the key to the story. So now you get a, you know, Muddy Waters just kind of coincides with a, a pretty squishy report as well. So it's kind of a double whammy. I, I, I could have sworn that I dreamt this, but the headline that just came across the wires was that the White House is weighing new actions against China. I thought that was out there already. Maybe, maybe I, I did see, it's funny we're talking about China. I did see China take, China actually took a major hit and then it actually bounced all the way back. So, like, just you saw liquidity just vanish, basically. Again, maybe I dreamt that in the morning. I could have sworn, sworn I saw that yesterday. Uh, that was, I believe that was the headline, though, because I did notice China took a brunt, and then they bounced. Like, Alibaba even, I believe, went red very quickly there, Joel, um, yeah, this morning. And then and it just bounced back. So Yeah, that's still, still – I'm sorry, Joel, go ahead. 
No, no, sorry, that's it. Yeah, the headline Dow Jones just hitting Bloomberg right now. Yeah, so it's the, the red, the, the solid red headline on Bloomberg is, uh, you know, Trump weighing new, new sanctions against uh, Beijing. So nothing new. Late, there. late Bloomberg, late to pre market prep <laughs> by about what? <laughs> we had this like hour ago. Spencer that, dreamt it last night. Is that, is that blue? Yeah, Spencer dreamt it last night. I caught it. What Spencer's are they? Dreams. What are they on a delay or did they, they dial up or something? Uh, we're on the line with Joel Kalina. He's head of technology meeting trading media trading at Wedbush Securities. Uh, just a couple other things I wanted to touch on here. Uh, one with the you know the the three weeks ago the pop in the sell. Two weeks ago the pop in the sell. You talk to the street, you talk to the money managers. It's just this kind of thing like, get me through 2020. You know, I want my, you know, get me my bonus. I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, things are going to change in the White House. I don't know who's going to be in control of the Senate. I mean, is it just kind of like, oh, man, just I want my bonus. I'm going to sell these rips. Do you, do you, if you feel that, because we are 100 points. Yep off that high is that that mentality out there or is that just something i make up no no i think i think you're 100 right and that's kind of what i was touching on earlier you know you really do see a lot of the, the, the portfolio managers out there just have more of the and, and they're in performance protection mode and uh and why not like you said if performance has been this good some of the moves year to date have been at you know off the charts staggering as we all know um with that said we've also seen some pretty good stocks get de-risked over the past you know three three to four weeks mainly names that have been benefiting from 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 covid and, and lockdowns and and whatnot you know just a group like you know e-commerce right like names like etsy wayfair chewy they've all had decent pullbacks off their highs they're starting to kind of come back a little bit which to me is really reflective of of names and companies and themes that people still want to own heading into 2021 so that's where i've seen the most tactical guys being aggressive and adding in, in, in names they really like, like I said, e-commerce, uh, select semiconductors, um, and, and and really just kind of going going out that way. But there's a lot more hesitancy towards the Zooms of the world, Peloton, the true the true story stocks of 2020, which have just kind of blown off the doors. That you know clearly, I think software, especially in cloud, these companies are going to face serious comps uh, in 2021. Joel, at what point That's does valuation? matter on these stocks the story stocks like the pelotons the zooms the chewies that e-commerce stories that yeah. have just been carried through 2020 obviously you know valuation on these things looking like 1999 style on some of yeah. these companies um at a certain point like i mean it doesn't matter when the story's hot but at a certain point it like it doesn't it matter eventually and i think that's what kind of the market's been telling us on some of the pullbacks i forget was it i think the week prior both peloton and zoom fell 20 percent. last week they both you know reclaimed about 10 percent of those losses as well so i think some of the the, the de-risking and pullbacks we're seeing is starting to say yeah clearly some of these moves are overshooting to the upside i mean there's gonna be a lot of demand for people to get out and uh i think a company like zoom especially is probably most at risk um, as we return to normalcy, whether that's second half of 21, 2022, I don't know. Um, I just can't see how these companies can, can maintain these growth kind of, you know, you know the growth can, can remain sustainable and you're going to see the multiple drop eventually. So I think uh, those are kind of two examples that people are, are definitely a little bit more fearful chasing up here and you are seeing the rips being sold. Uh, just going back to before the White House interrupted our show, uh, we were you were talking about China in the uh, you know the emerging markets. I mean, it has not been the place to be for like the last hundred years or so. Do you think that finally the emerging markets here it's going to be the place to be and not in U.S.? So I mean, we could still go up, but maybe not go up with the rate. And uh, if so, uh, besides China, what emerging markets uh, are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they throw it in the emerging market camp, but we know that a lot of the Asian Asian markets have underperformed the U. I mean, everyone's underperformed the U.S. But you look at look at China. I mean, not China, uh, Japan. I mean, that that ETF Nikkei broke out. You know, I mean, two maybe two weeks ago now, and it's just been blue skies above. So I'm at, look looking over there. Look at names exposed to kind of robo robotic uh, automation processing trends, which is continues to accelerate. Or names like Sony, right? Sony, not only do they have the gaming exposure. On the semi side, they they do image sensors as well, which is obviously seeing exponential you know component growth with the new the new 5G handsets and just you know the more cameras on the, all the, our devices. 
Um, so I think I think Japan's very interesting. And look at some of the, the export data overnight out of South Korea. Um, again, auto semiconductors and handsets at the top of that list, driving the strength over there. So names kind of like you know Samsung, Hynix, um, obviously plays on the memory recovery as well, which I expect at some point next year in, in 2021. But I think that's a little, definitely more interesting um, is what kind of comes up most of my conversations uh, versus still Europe is still you know viewed as somewhat diseased. Uh, Brexit's still an issue in, in the UK as well. So I think you're seeing a lot of investors kind of skip over that kind of uh, part of the world, at least in the near term. Uh, Joel, last one for you real quick. You mentioned you watching the outperformance in the semis. Is there a particular name you like in the semis? I mean, easy easy names to own. Buy and hold, I think ASML to me. So they're, uh, they're on the semi-cap side and they do the EUV technology. To me, they're just the right exposure to the right trends. AI, data center, they benefit from inc- increasing chip complexity, continued migration to leading edge, and also just really increasing competition between the foundries. Uh, really to Taiwan Semi and Samsung at the top of that. Um, Samsung announced last week they're going to invest $116 billion into, into new generation chips um, with UV tech. That's ASML. And then really on the handset side, Qualcomm and Corbro are my top plays there. And uh, I still think you'll see you know 5G supercycle take hold and, and bills continue to exceed our expectations. And I'm going to think, think you're going to see estimates continue to rise for the, for the wireless plays. Hey, Joel, before we let you go, uh, Spencer and I are going to be off for the holiday on Thursday. Um, and Dennis is going to do the show, yeah. uh, being in Canada, <laughs> and you're in Toronto. So I was just wondering if you'd uh, be available to work with Dennis. You know what I, all you have to do is Joel's say hello. To work every holiday. You say hello at the beginning and then goodbye at the end, and then you're in good shape. But, Joel, great information. Yeah, Joel, thanks for having me. I'll let yeah. you know on that. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm obviously I'm off for the U.S. Thanksgiving, too. So. <laughs> But I love love the show, guys. And today, I follow I follow Don, Downtown Josh Brown on Friday, so that's pretty uh, pretty. I feel special for yeah. that. So <laughs> Joel Kalina, as we mentioned, uh, he's uh, head of uh, media and tech training at Wedbush Securities. Joel Kalina, thanks so much for the time. All right, guys, be good. Thanks. All right, thanks, uh, let's do some ticker time here, guys. Some questions from the chat. Let's start with you, ticker you, Unity Software. Good old fashioned breakout on Friday. We are at all time highs now in Unity. Love the chart. Absolutely love it. Um, it's up a buck. I don't even know. Like I, I I'm not in it. I want to be in it. So I'm actually going to write this one down. Um, it's the one I've been watching for a bit. I did not notice the breakout. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. I mean, don't think me. Thank whoever in the chat. I, I don't even remember. Yeah, who it it's was. a story stock. Um, that could get hot. So I, I like it. I think it's going to go. What do they do? Doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> they're in software technology and Cloud. they only have one letter so they must be important <laughs> oh yeah we'll go back to our letter one uh, Screaming uh you yeah. know i did did you read gene's note over the weekend i forgot to look at it he was unity software about... i to, to be honest it was a pure technical call on my part i actually don't know exactly what okay. they do. sorry they, i i can tell you what they do they're a streaming play they're like a, a, a gaming streaming cross-platform play. game engine developed by mm-hmm. unity 125 that's your pre 3d projects for games animations film automotive so it's a gaming and 3d play that's pretty cool 125 that's all you can say pre-market high i mean that's it that's all you can say i like it i might i might actually try to buy this today uh other things like would stocks get in this kind of mode if you're if you're looking for potential targets just on a day but you know look at the nine day average trading range to get an idea uh this one looks like it had a big range on tuesday a couple smaller ranges on wednesday and thursday and then friday expanded a little bit so if you want to if it looks like it bottoms early and takes off then use that as a potential target since some of your quants will use to take short-term targets or I don't know if anybody's shorting the stock, but uh, nice looking chart there. Unity Software. You're the uh, only one that short stocks anymore, Joel. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, no. no I still no. short stocks. I still stay hedged, but I tell you, I'd be doing a lot better this year if I didn't have any shorts, <laughs> except for uh, March. March was pretty good for the shorts. S&Ps, uh, we took the dip, but we're not we're not really bouncing back here. Like We, bounced, uh, we dipped, we ripped, and now we dipped again. I don't know this headline. It's spooky. Another Monday. If you, if you do go luck, um, China, 
I did see, you know, China sell off initially some of the Chinese stocks on it, and I've seen. What's China he going to do between? I mean, what what's going to get done between now and then? Nothing. I mean, I don't understand. Oh, I don't know. He can do it. He's still a charge, right? So maybe he is going to do some stuff. He still is trying to win the election, Joel. So, I mean, Trump doesn't think he's out of it. I mean, everybody says he's out of it. I don't know. I'm just going with what everybody says. That there's no way, there's no path to victory here. But Trump does not think he's out. There's no right. concession speech coming imminently, I don't think, here. Back to ticker time. These are the tickers I've written down throughout the hour of our show. What about fuel cell? Huge breakout last week. Oh my. It's just it's storied right now. So you cannot be short stories. I mean, the thing got downgraded by JP Morgan and they laughed at it and they kept <laughs> rallying it. So it, it, these things eventually break and then they fall and then they usually don't come back. But I mean, we don't know when that's going to happen. And uh, Ballard Power which I'm kicking myself was 16 and a half. And I was like, this is look, looking ready to go. And then I stopped looking at it for a day and it was 18. So now it's 1950. I mean, this is one that's taken off here too. Obviously plug power. I always had the three of them together, plug, Ballard power and fuel cell, FCEL. Fuel cells always been the laggard. And for whatever reason, three weeks ago, they decided, you know, this was the one and well, not even three weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And it's been breaking out and it hasn't looked back since. I mean, we've seen fuel cell rallies in the past, and they always seem to end badly. But, I mean, this one is still hot. So you can't short them when they're hot. You got to wait till they have at least some ugly candle. And there's no reason to, you know, think that this can't go higher. Um, I'm not chasing it here. I do believe the story ends badly at the end of it all. But I'm not going to try to call it top. Do you know who uh, Plug Power's two biggest customers are? No idea. Although... The CEO was on our show, so I should probably should have no. remembered back to what the CEO said. Joel, enlighten us. Amazon and Walmart. Those are good customers. Yeah. And take a look at your Barons. They did something pretty smart. Well, they, did. they gave uh, Amazon owns a lot of stock in this company. They do. More power? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. They gave them, they gave them some, uh, some warrants. I don't know if they did that with Walmart or not. Uh, but yeah, and they're they're cheap. They're you know because that for their their dollies or whatever run on that. And uh, yeah, take a look at your bearings. Kramer plugs this stock once a week. Pun fully intended. Um, Plug. I mean, if Kramer keeps plugging it, it pops a buck every time Kramer on Mad Money gives it. I mean, he brings the CEO on. It seems like every other week. So he is like until you get Kramer off this bandwagon. This is like a Kramer induced rally. Like in, in my opinion, it really is. He has continued to just pump the stock and pump the stock and pump the stock. And, you know, and, and he gets on a story and he, that's what Roy Kramer does. And, you know, it's worked well for his listeners on this one because the stock has continued to go higher. You know, I thought he topped it out back when it was 18 and then it leaked a little bit, but, it, you know, the story got hot again and Kramer continues to make it hot by continuing to talk about it. It seems like every week he features this company or he's talking about it on Mad Money. So you get a person, a TV personality that's widely followed from the Robin Hood crowd. It can continue to drive price. And, you know, here's a stock making new highs again. We're not going to say all-time highs because we know Plug Power we know. We've got two, it. Yep. Two, early 2000s was a lot higher than this. But the story is very hot right now. The fuel cell story is hot right now. Ballard Power, Plug, FCL all still look like, you know, they still want to go higher. What about oil rallying while these uh, this thing is, is uh, taking place, too? That's reopening trade. Okay. That is a pure reopening trade. The oil rally is all reopening. So it's all vaccine. Because we know, like, you know, you're getting dinged. There's less travel, less gasoline use. Oil stocks, all reopening stocks. And this is, you know, obviously how caught a little bit of a bit, even though, you know, they seem to leak it during the week. We get this gap up every Monday morning and oil's up here again this morning. And that's no coincidence. That's due to vaccine news. So oil stocks are a reopening play. At least for now. At least for now. Yeah, crude uh, crude up again today, up 47 cents, uh, coming near the top of the trading range here. So... Boy, oh boy, let's see those monthly highs in crude. I mean, of course, the rolling contract always makes this fun to uh, uh, fun to deal with technically. But uh, 44.55, that was your high in August, uh, September 44.18. So maybe set your sights. Maybe we got 43 as a potential target here in the crude oil market. I just want to do a couple more from the chat quickly. Yeah. Sure. Sales. 
Uh, Salesforce up four bucks this morning, got a price target raise. I, I believe it was Jeffries. They're raising the price target uh, to 320 from 285. It's just been hanging out doing nothing. I mean, eventually, Salesforce probably, like I, I call him the godfather of the cloud. I mean, probably, you know, you're coming into seasonality where December is usually a good month for stocks. I don't want to be short CRM for that reason, but it's just kind of just hanging out. It hasn't done much. I mean, maybe it's because it's a bigger company, but some of these other cloud names have really went and CRM just kind of sits yeah. there. So I don't know. It's waiting to go. Maybe eventually it does go. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of got a level here. I like. I mean, it's, go, it's going back over some time here. Uh, going back. Whew, well, let's see what this high. Yeah, it looks like it's getting above this area here. No, 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 no. Two seventy. Let's call it two seventy-two. You had a little bump. Two seventy-one, seventy-five. Just missed it here. What's this high here? That's still uh, quite a ways away. Two seventy-one. That. Let's just call it 270 to 272. I mean, when you when you gap up, make a high like that to come back down, and then you could see what the, after the sellers tried to wiggle out at 272 here, it didn't work out to try to wiggle out at 272 here. It didn't work out. So let's see. Show us your charts. Show us your charts. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I did hit the share on that. Uh, yeah, just, just keep an eye on it. I mean, it's a higher price stock. And you're still eight bucks away for it. But if you're looking for a target, let this gravitate to, you know, 270, 272 area. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that crypto stocks are once again ripping this morning. PayPal, Square, Mara, the, all of them are up. So where's that Mara? That one's just going. Our acknowledgement of that Mara the- looks like it's ready to go. I mean, this crypto rally is not going away. I almost feel like I got to chase it. <laughs> I'm like, I never say chase. I want to chase Bitcoin. That's how much I want to own Bitcoin. And I missed it you know, with the GBTC. But Mara is a way to play it. I mean, I don't know if that's a long-term way to play it, but you know, short-term. I wouldn't. Wow, look at that. And that one looks like it could go, too. I mean, we talked about Mara on this show a couple of weeks ago. It's gone up since then. It's probably gone up significantly since then because it was only a $2 stock, and now it's a $3.70 stock. But yeah, just last I think w- it could challenge that 5 bucks on there. If this crypto rally continues, they're going to try to start to – they'll find other ways to play it. Ride blockchain is probably going to be the same thing. It looks like it's a consolidation station to go higher. Hate the company. I think that you know I, I'm not a fan you know, of, of you know, changing your name and changing and just chasing things. But I mean – Which one Riot was this? What was Riot? Riot? Riot didn't do that. Yeah, they did. They changed. Well, it was Long Island Ice Tea that changed the Long Blockchain, but Riot yeah, was something yeah. else before too. Before Riot Blockchain, yeah, okay. It was they put the blockchain yeah. name in there. They're trying to get the buzz. I, I don't like that. You, you you got the hot thing, and then you're going to put your name and change your name to have it in there. You know, Long Island Ice Tea that changed the Long Blockchain, and the stock exploded, which was just ridiculous. Riot changed to Riot Blockchain. I don't like it when they yeah. do stuff like this. A yeah, couple yeah. years ago, I don't like it when they do stuff like that. But I mean, this stock, that stock chart of Riot actually looks pretty good. It looks like it wants to go again. You know, Kodak should have changed their name because remember they were they were crypto for for a hot second, but I don't think that worked out for them. What about um, Jamaya? Um, I think I talked about this last week, did I not, Jamaya? I, I bought it on the dip, um, and I bought this perfectly in my swing account. And I think I've talked about it last week. I can't remember, but I bought it back at like thirteen bucks. Wow. I just I've doubled my money here in seven trading sessions. I mean, that's the fastest double I think I've had in a long time. If if I don't even know, like when we had Workhorse, Workhorse might have doubled faster than Mitch Peck, but this Jemaya move has just been unbelievable. I yeah, bought we... it because Andrew left in Citron. I was looking for it, and we know Andrew left came out and said he thought the stock would go to hundred bucks. That was when the stock was like eighteen nineteen, and then I had the significant sell off. I don't even know. I don't even know why it sold off those three days. I can't, I don't know what the catalyst was. I didn't even look into it. But I was like, well, Andrew left was bullish. I was like, this is a significant dip on a storied stock, JMIA, and it could get hot again. And it's been straight up. I sold a piece Friday, um, just to basically take out most of my initial capital. Um, so now I'm completely paying with the house's money. It's unbelievable. In seven days, the stock has doubled. Ah, uh, this I, was a G monster pick a long, 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 long time ago. Even well, long before. I think Andrew I'm going to hold on to the other half. I'm. I think I'm completely playing with the house's money. And, and like now, because I took out my initial cost basis in seven days. I mean, these. This is unbelievable when you get moves like this. I've noticed uh, gets a lot of like midday CMBC love, like mid afternoon CMBC love. So the stock's been it's stock up every day. I mean, it's up ten 
15% every day. It's been unbelievable. I don't know yep. if you can chase it now, but you get a pullback here. There's a lot of people who want to be in this stock. So I don't know if you, you eventually going to have a wicked sell-off. I mean, it's just, it, it's not that easy. Stocks just don't double and they don't have any pullbacks at all. It, it, it needs a pullback. I, I think if I pull back, I might reload. <laughs> but anyways, like I said, I've still got a piece. I still held a piece of Fubo. I still held a piece. I'm taking out my initial cost basis on these stocks. And now I'm completely playing with the house's money on some story stocks, which is fun. You know, when you can never lose on them if you obviously if you don't reload. So, I mean, that's not a bad way to play it sometimes. You, you double your money in seven days, take half out, play with house's money. All right, that's a wrap here for us. Thanks to our guest, Joel Kalina. Thanks to all of you in our chat. There's the YouTube chat. There's the Benzinga.com chat and the Benzinga Pro chat. We appreciate all the comments, chat, chat, all, chat. The, all the super chats. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Show us some love. Show us some support. We appreciate that. You can catch a replay of this uh, on YouTube or on every major podcast platform as well. You can also email us premarket at benzinga.com please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes uh, only not for investing or trading advice i think i messed that up but that's okay uh you get the point i say it every day uh that's it for us everyone have a good rest of your day joel and i will be back at 3 40 p.m eastern time until then everyone have a good day good luck and wherever you are stay safe Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.